0: Whether you are a startup or an established entrepreneur, nothing communicates your company's message better than brilliant branding. With over 25 years in the business and over 250 companies named, expert Phil Davis and his team at Tungsten Branding will enlighten, brighten, and illuminate your mind so your brand will shine. Get ready to flip the switch and spark your imagination. Welcome to Brilliant Branding with hosts Phil Davis and Liz Heemstrom.
1: Hello and welcome to Brilliant Branding. We're back from an extended break. We had a Thanksgiving break and then we went to a conference and got even more enlightened. And so we're here to share our rich, deep well of knowledge with you. Right, Liz? Absolutely. Today we're going to be talking to you about brand. Clarity, and we're going to help you do a brand clarity audit on your business. Um, and brand clarity has become so prevalent now because there's so much confusion in the marketplace When people, with so much disruption and change. Uh, products are, are flipping and changing. Facebook was a college product and now it's, you know, it's ubiquitous. So you've got all of these different a uh, business models that are going through rapid transformation, you've got startups, you've got entrepreneurs that ideate and then a year into their project, it's completely different. And so they create brands and identities around them only to find out they're not very convoluted and they're confused. One of my favorite sayings is the politician having lost his objective redoubles his efforts. So I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to work harder. And Liz, we see this all the time. And we're going to give you some symptoms of brand confusion. Let's see if you have this. Uh, Christopher Walken said in that famous Saturday Night Live skit, I have a fever and the only cure is more cowbell. (laughs) That goes out to you, Aaron. He's the guy uh, in charge, large and in charge behind the scenes here. He's a big Christopher Walken fan. So Aaron, for you and all of our listeners, we've got more cowbell today. We're bringing the cowbell.
2: Up in the back, why didn't, yeah.
1: Just Okay, so let's. This is
2: we need our soundboard. Yeah,
1: that's where we need a soundboard. That's what we're going to get for next, for Christmas. (laughs) Let's go into the symptoms of brand confusion. Let's see if you have any of these horrific symptoms. You might, you might be suffering brand confusion if you say things like, we need to do something about our branding. (laughs) (laughs) That's a common one that we get. Probably the most obvious. I always love that because it's so nonspecific. We get this all the time, or you know, we've actually had people say it's I don't know if it's our name or our tagline or anything, but we definitely need to move forward with something about our branding. So just that's branding. Just, more the
2: more of the branding. We just
1: more of it. We just I don't think we have enough branding. Um, so if if you just have this sense that you know there's something wrong, a lot of times it's articulated and un- and understandably so another time people will just kind of default in a struggle because there's confusion remember we're talking today about conducting a brand clarity audit and we'll get into to the creating the clarity in a little bit but in advertising you make them sick and then you make them better so get you a little sick here up front touch the pain does it hurt here how about here mm-hmm. um Okay, so do you just feel like you need to do something about your branding? Do you find you or someone in the group at your business saying, you know, I think we just need to update our website? That's another kind of a tell, isn't it? It's nothing specific. It's just... just, we got to be hip. we got to do something. It's out of date. So somehow updating your website is going to fix your brand or it's going to make things more clear. You know, our logo is just horrifically out of style so we need to we just maybe we just need a new logo and this as a brand firm and we specialize in brand clarity are the things we hear on a daily basis people call us believing that what they're suffering from is just a bad logo or just a needed website update sometimes it's I just I think we need to change our tagline um, or we just need to refresh our look let's just as if you go in and you just kind of put a little touch up in the facade of your building and customers will come pouring in. Probably makes some difference, um, but it's not gonna fix the fundamentals. Um, and another one, an oldie but goodie, is you know, I just think we need to educate our customers. Um, I like to say that education is the most expensive word in marketing because educating people usually means that you don't have clarity. People can't see. Think about clarity, it's like a window, people can clearly see. Into your business. Oh, I see what you've got. If you think about a store window, you don't go, I wonder what they sell. There's a store window. You look in, you see it. There's clarity. And if you have to educate people, it's like having a storefront that's all bricked out and people have to come in. And so you have to put all kinds of signage out front to try to get them to understand what's inside. So we certainly don't want that. I'm hoping that you don't have any of those symptoms. But if you do, as I promised you, we're going to bring the cowbell. We're going to bring cowbell. All right, so what kind of confusion is there in the marketplace? Let's start off with some of the really common ones and over the years we've seen just about every type of brand confusion in the marketplace and let's just list some of the categories. See if you fall under any of these these little felons. Number one is you just have a misleading name and those I think of all of them and the reason I put this one first is that when you are conducting a business. Having a misleading name, I think, is the worst kind of name. It's worse than having a kind of a a name that you don't understand. It's worse than having a name that's a legacy name, an outdated name. Because a misleading name, people will begin to think they know what you do, but they really don't. So if you think of starting from the starting line, instead of them moving forward, they actually turn around and are walking away. Oh, I've got this. And as they're walking away, you have to go arrest them. Turn them around, educate them, bring them back to the starting line, and then push them direction you want to go. Uh, a couple of those we had. Here's a great example. We had a client come to us, and they were called pipeline management. And it was kind of a clumsy attempt to create a metaphor. Metaphors are great. But in this case, it was just too close. I mean, people thought they managed pipelines, you know?
2: Yeah, that is too close. It's You have to be... I feel like you probably have to be as, you know, distance yourself. Like tungsten is very, a metaphor that is more distant. Very distant from from branding.
1: Pipeline management, people would ask them questions about managing their pipelines. It, It really meant pipeline management in the business sense. You use the term like what's in the pipeline and they were doing sales and they could help you manage your sales. So they came to us and said, well, we spend this real estate, the most valuable real estate and all of marketing branding are the first few seconds. Those just those very first few seconds when you have a conversation, people are just, you know, they're vetting you. They're going, do I want to continue this conversation or not? And it's unforgiving. It's like three to five seconds and they're either going to open the door or shut it. Like the old door to door salesperson. I'm interested or I'm slamming the door. So you go into pipeline management, it's like, no, we don't manage pipelines, but here's what we do, do. And, all, you know, and it, it kind of puts the onus on, it's not fair, really, mm-hmm. because it's saying, I haven't done the work on my end, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shove it off to you. You figure me out to do business. Right. And 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 the, the person is kind of almost feels that burden on them. What do you do? Well, here, let me explain. Oh, this is heavy.
2: Yeah, it makes sense once you educate, Yeah, but like you had said, the education part is probably something people may or may not even take part in.
1: And then once they do that, you feel like you've just spent the goodwill of now getting to know about your products and maybe engaging them, maybe even having a sale at this point. You've spent that real estate up and that valuable time getting them to just basically understand what you do. And you don't want to do that. So pipeline management, we uh, rebranded them as Revicent based on revenue and excellent and all these kinds of things. So it sounds, we call that more of an ish name. Um, so the conversation Well, Revicent, what is that? Well, we help increase your revenue and we do it through excellent best practices. And do you have a Salesforce? Oh, no, we don't. I mean, you know, so right away, you're deeper into the conversation. You're not backtracking. Another one I remember we had, and this comes from those infamous acronym names, um, you start with two or three words or partners or whatever, gets reduced to an acronym and it ended up becoming SIC consulting, which sounds good until you say it, it's sick consulting. So unless you're really good and they are sick, I mean, they're that good. Um, most people just see that as, that's not good. So these are examples of misleading names. Another one we had years ago when I ran my ad agency, it was exercise experience. And that was just misleading enough to drive everybody crazy because people thought that they were gyms or health clubs. And we used to have people walk in with gym bags to work out and they would go, this is the most well-equipped health club I've ever seen because actually they sold high-end fitness equipment. But a huge difference between a young man with 25 bucks a month to spend and a doctor Looking to buy a $4,000 treadmill. And the sad story of exercise experience is no matter what we did, because they were unwilling to clarify, really create what it was that they did, they were always explaining that they weren't a health club. And eventually, um, they spent all their ad money explaining it and they eventually just went out of business. So you've got to be careful. You want to create clarity. Those are misleading names. Obscure. Or unrelated names, sometimes people, we see this a lot, will get requests. I just want to name my business. I want it to be unique for unique sake. So people will just, instead of being clear, they will just pick something that's maybe me personally um, meaningful to them. And one of our clients was a pilot who flew over mountains. And one of the mountains was called MITRE, but it wasn't M-I-T-E-R. It was M-I-T-R-E, like a MITRE box. And so he called his Business Miter Peak. Um, imagine starting that conversation off, Liz. I'm with Miter Peak. Oh, well, what do you do? Are you a mountain person, or is it a- no, not a mountain? Well, actually, okay, sick Okay, this is interesting. So there is this mountain, right? And then I'm a pilot, and then I fly over it. Is this M-I-T-R-T? No, no. It's M-I-T-R-E. Like a miter box? Wait, yes. Wait, so
2: you do aviation?
1: So you are are you in aviation? No, I'm not in it. I, what I'm, and I'll get to what I do in a minute. Mountain but climbing, Garrett. No, not mountain. Okay. No. So I saw. No, it's not a box. <laughs> it's bigger than a bread box. It starts with two syllables. It sounds like. <laughs> Okay, you're getting Phil is closer. currently
2: doing charades by now, right you now. You are just
1: constantly, okay, you're warmer, warmer. You're almost to what we do. <laughs>
2: almost to the top of the peak.
1: And bingo, you got it. The person's exhausted, you know.
2: I did it. I can see I figured it. you out. Yeah.
1: So those are obscure, unrelated. You see that a lot with people who pick Latin names that are the Greek god of uh, business excellence. And it takes a, a prolonged explanation. So avoid the misleading ones, obscure, unrelated, kind of deep, too deep of a story. Outdated, we had a client that was PCNet from the 90s, and they used, you know, 10-based T cords. if anybody remembers those, and they would actually plug little cords into the back of your computer, and that's how they made their money. And then now they're doing big data, um, security, data security, encryption, the cloud, storage, and they're going around with PCNet-Inc.com. God, talking about an albatross. So brand clarity, imagine, again, maybe you're dealing with us out there. If You've got this name. If you find yourself constantly having to clarify, pause, explain, yeah, that's where we started, but we do, or if you say the infamous words, we do more than this, mm-hmm. um, that's a good indication. So PCNet, another one, urethane supply company. Remember what the problem was with that? What was the problem with urethane supply company?
2: They didn't really supply urethane Urethane. anymore. Yeah, that was just, you know, just a small little hiccup hiccup there.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the one thing about us, not so much the urethane, um, but the supply is still relevant. And we are a company. They should have just renamed it the supply company. SC. Just SC. Uh, Urethane Supply Company. And this is what we get. So these are legacy names. They're descriptive. They're functional. Maybe you have a functional name. So the clarity gets lost in that functional names are probably the most clear of all initially. Right. You know, so you call it what it is. We had a, a client, a wholesale landscape supply, couldn't be clear, but decided to get into retail. So it becomes kind of an oxymoron, you know, wholesale. We specialize in retail. You know, I mean, it, if it wasn't so painful, some of these stories, Liz, that we hear, <laughs> if they if weren't so painful to the owners. They'd be almost comical. Right. Of the situations that we got through. I had one gentleman that came to me, and he specialized in one thing. He was like specialized plumbing, I think, was his first company. And then he got going really, really strongly in that industry, in that vertical. And somebody said, you should open up a construction division. So he called it specialized construction. And then he ended up with like eight different companies called specialized (laughs) this, specialized that. And he needed a unifying tagline. So his tagline became specialized, you know, such and such companies, we specialize in everything, <laughs> which is the ultimate oxymoron.
2: I mean, are you trying to be ironic? <laughs> I still it? don't think it's, it's, it's doing you any good. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if you find yourself looking and sometimes people say to me, you know, go, so this particular gentleman walked up to me and he goes, Phil, it was at a Vistage meeting, which is the old tech group, the executive committee. And I was doing a, a little presentation on best branding practices. And when I pointed that out to him, how do you specialize in everything? He goes, you know, the worst part is I consider myself a really smart man. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, in business as entrepreneurs and people that are at it every day, you get forced for the trees. You're so close. So our job sometimes in creating this brand clarity is to sit back, take it all in and and point out the inconsistency, which to us it's easier because it seems obvious we're outside, but we understand that happens. Um, two more that I think create confusion. One is geographic. People get stuck in that. And we had a client that came to us and their name was Kansas City Sampler. I'm like, well, that what's so bad about that? Is it a steak thing? A little confusing. Just in and of itself. He goes, no, we sell sporting goods to any kind of Kansas-based team. I thought, well, the, again, what? so what's your problem? He says, well, we're moving to Texas. And I said, well, that name's not going to work real well. Kansas City Sampler selling, you know, Texas Ranger gear. Um, and they literally were not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> so we worked with Dorothy and um, we ended up creating a brand called Rally House. And it was more and we'll get into this pivot point discussion. This is how we're going to create clarity. We said, what is the thing that's going to be in common, whether you're in Texas or whether you're in Kansas or whatever? He goes, well, they're just fans or diehard fans of their teams. So, so the point is they are, they're enthusiasts, so we created this brand, Rally House, which was about getting behind your team. And that's one that could transcend. And now they're in multiple, multiple states, and they don't have to go through that. Probably the most common one, and I have it on, last on the list as far as confusion, is just legacy names. We had a client, a Bray and Associates. And the worst thing is Bray is kind of the sound a donkey makes. Well, when you combine that with Associates and you shorten it, you get Bray ass you know, which is probably not the best connotation when you're in health benefits. Um, so we rebranded this company, sat down with them, took a legacy name and created a, a, a brand that talked to their leadership ability, which was Beacon Path. It was leading, guiding, succeeding kind of thing. So if you have any of these problems um, that are confusing, misleading name, obscure and outdated, um, if it's geographically confined and constricted. If it's a legacy name, then there's lots of opportunity to create clarity and insight into your brand. What we're going to do when we jump on the other side of the break is we're going to talk about, okay, yes, you've touched my pain. You've taken your finger and you've put it right in the middle of my pain point. What are some ways that you can do an assessment of where it is that you need more clarity and how can you go about fixing it? So we're going to take a look at one more company that I think is the quintessential company that is suffering from brand confusion. And then we're going to give you some tips on creating brand clarity so that you and your company can shine. We'll be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're tungsten and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image. Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at TungstenBranding.com for your free quote. That's TungstenBranding.com.
1: Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. are listening to brilliant branding to reach our show today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com now back to this week's program
1: Welcome back, and we're talking today about brand clarity, but first we're touching on brand confusion. It's the disease that gets into companies where they're not clear anymore as to their direction or their purpose. Um, And so we're giving you the symptoms of it, and we talked about a few of them, misleading names, um, obscure, unrelated, outdated, geographic, legacy, all kinds of them that lead people to a place where they go, you know, I'm having trouble articulating my brand anymore. And that's what leads people to end up saying things like, well, the fix is a website. Let's change colors.
2: Right. The WebMD approach.
1: The WebMD. <laughs> Look it up. Brand MD, And you go, what's wrong with my brand? What's wrong? It what's hurts wrong with my here. Brand?
2: You have the body right yeah. there and you click on the arm and yeah. that's where the pain is. We could oh, create that like, means like your website.
1: A, yeah. To be it's updated. like operation. <laughs> nope. That's not it. <laughs> it's not the funny bone.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> We're pretty hilarious. So, that's not uh,
1: our problem. Yeah. We're, we're terribly hilarious. So, <laughs> let's let's talk about a company out there right now, not to pick on them, but yes, they deserve to be picked on, that's suffering from multiple ones of these, and then you'll see how that creates this kind of uh, drag coefficient on the, on the branding. And one of them, I see it in spades right now, is Burlington Co-Factory. So, I've been picking no, them. No, it's
2: just Burlington. And now
1: it's just Burlington. <laughs> Their ads lecture you like you're the idiot. You know, th- this person comes out and goes, my mom used to always think that Burlington was, well, because you spent, I don't know, 50, 60 years telling us your Burlington Coat Factory. And then the person turns on you. Well, my mom thinks it's still Burlington Coat Factory, but it's not. It's and not just coats. It's not just coats, you morons. <laughs> um, and then they go to show electronics and this, that, and the other thing. So I wrote down, I uh, spent a little time on some of the many things that they've messaged over the last couple of years. And their campaign now is it's just Burlington. But it's almost a lecturing tone. It's almost like when we talked last week or a couple of weeks ago about it. It's, if you don't get us, if you don't get ARP, you just don't get us. Well, that's kind of presumptuous. I, it's not. Again, don't put, don't put it on me. Don't <laughs> lay that on me. OK, so it's just it's just Burlington. It's Burlington Co-Factory versus no, it's just Burlington. And then they go on to say in another ad, if I can get quality coats for everyone and save a lot of money, why wouldn't I? So they're back to kind of saying, you know, it's about the coats. If I can get quality coats in the ad, then it saves 65% off department store prices every day. So that's a savings message. So it's about coats, it's not about coats, it's about saving. It's about 65. It's the kind department
2: of a, store alternative. The Is that what they're trying to? Be? Yeah. Then
1: one of their taglines late, lately said just said I guess they sell these things. Ladies, um oh, men. <laughs> Men, kids. Oh. Basically, they sell and babies. It says ladies, men's, kids, not department, not clothes. It just says ladies, men's, kids, babies, homes. I guess they sell homes now. And the last one, of course, is coats. So you have homes, babies, kids, men's, ladies. Then the tagline now says style for everyone. And then another one it says in the voiceover all the brand names for a fraction of the cost and then lo and behold liz i turn on good morning america today and it's their 11th annual coat drive and here's a company spending who knows unquantified amounts of money to distance themselves around something that they feel as though no longer drives their bottom line they don't want to be confined to this misleading image that's that's all they sell and i've talked to people that said oh i thought they just i thought they did just sell coats interestingly enough in 2015 guess what percentage of their sales were just coats? Take a stab for a company that was Burlington Coat Factory.
2: Two percent.
1: It was six. Six percent. Very little. Yeah. You're right. It was really low. Six percent of their sales in 2015 were coats. So they reinforce it because now they've got this legacy thing of where they're doing coats every year. It's Good Morning America, people are coming in, celebrities are coming in.
2: So what'd you see in Good Morning America?
1: They were doing a coat drive, and it's called Warm Coats uh, and Warm Hearts. And so it was just people, so you know, you know how we're so visual, you're just seeing it reinforced coats, 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 then they break for ads and the ads talk about we're not a, a really just a coat store anymore. So it's the convoluted kind of double weird, doublespeak that we get into as brands, as companies, To try to say we're that, but we're not that. And it comes from fear. It's like if I let go of this, at one point, 30% of their sales came from coats. But it made them a very seasonal business. So it's like I want the good part of it, but I don't want the bad part of it. And I get caught in between. So what I'll do is I'll message both. Yes, we're all about it. No, we aren't. Yes, we are. Right. And you'll see that we had a a place in town called, uh, what was it? Uh, More Than Christmas. More Than Christmas. (laughs) Right away, that the very name is saying, please, mean? we're not just Christmas. We or apologize. Get
2: action figures there?
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Who knows? And chainsaws. It's yeah. just so, so let's move on. So there's the, there's the confusion. I think we've all seen it. We see companies that struggle with their identity. You know, Radio Shack is one that's going through it mightily right now. And mm-hmm. other ones. Well,
2: and I think s- another, uh, just quick, just because I think it will segue into this. And maybe you've noticed this. In the Burlington logo, the B is a heart.
1: It is a heart.
2: So in terms of, like, you know, they're doing prices, they're doing... Discounts. You know, we have everything for everyone. Yeah. And it's like, but we also are a heart. And so visually to me, I just... It would seem if they're going to have this visual with the heart and be all about love and coziness, it just... I don't know. Scattered. I feel like that's another
1: yeah, another another point of dilution. Yeah, you know, you know, we saw that uh, in New Balance. I used to show this ad when I did, get, did my Vistage things. It was the ad that packed way too much of everything in it, and they were like, "We're dedicated to the American worker," and then underneath it said, "One in every four shoes is made in America," <laughs> which I thought was kind of you know, like we three quarters of us don't believe it, but one fourth of us does believe it. And it had the flag in it. They had breast cancer awareness in it. They had a uh, Souls for America, which is another initiative. It's like, are you a nonprofit? Are you a running company? Are you a shoe company? So what business are you in? This is going to segue right into how to really build the clarity in your company. There's two types of clarity. Um, number one, there's clarity where you align and it's all about alignment. Clarity is really based on alignment. And the first one is where you become internally congruent and aligned really behind your company, but you align with your product. So it will go back and use uh, Burlington one more time. There would be an argument to say they should just go back to being the coat factory. Just own it. You are the coat factory, you know, maybe make the place look like it's a factory. Maybe stack them from, you know, up and down and, and do all kinds of things and really own the product category. We are coats, and as long as coats are relevant, you'll probably be okay. The problem that we have seen here, as doing this branding over the last 20 to 30 years, is that when you brand and align and create clarity around a product, you suffer the fate of that product. So your company, companies should live, you know, probably dozens of years, if not, you know, 50 to 100, if they're a really good brand, if they're kind of long lasting, timeless brands, they should last Coca-Cola, General Motors. You have the ability to last lifetimes. Um, but when people align with a product, even when they create clarity around it, the company life usually is synonymous with the product life cycle, and product life cycles can be as short as five to seven years, and you, you saw that with uh, CompUSA. They align themselves, their whole identity with computers, desktops. And they were super, super hot, and then they were super, super not. Yeah. (laughs) So you can align with your product, but eyes wide open if you have a three to five year exit strategy and that's what you wanna do, you wanna hit a home run and sell it when it's at the top and just do this as purely a business move. um, I wouldn't really think of that as branding, I would think that is just a, a, a business move. You're just trying to be, make a smart, timed out, it's like timing the stock market kind of thing. If you're really into branding, best practices are not to align with your product but to align with your purpose, to align your business with your purpose because the purpose is something that won't move. I'm a big boxing fan. This is going to seem like a weird juxtaposition, but in boxing, because I was a boxing instructor and when I teach it, they'll, they'll get these young kids and they're bopping around and they say, don't hunt for the head. Don't try to throw punches at at somebody's head all the time because you miss him and you waste a lot of energy. They say, plan it to the body because the body doesn't move. So they say, just touch him. Even if not a lot, just touch him to the body. Touch, 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 touch. And after a while, that starts having some impact. Hmm. And so more and more, if if you think of it in the same way, your core, and that's your core of your body, your core is where your values, that's where everything is kept. You need a strong core, both to stand, to withstand, and to connect. And our focus here when we do branding is in creating alignment and clarity is what is the core behind you? Why did you get into this silly business you're in? You know, was it really to sell widgets or was there something behind it that made you think, well, this would be a a really cool thing to do? Um, I'll, I'll share our story. I was working in an ad agency for 17 years in Tampa, Florida, and I asked a speaker, I said, well, what if, you know, between aligning with your product and aligning with your passion, which which one's better? And he said, well, you'd never really been asked that. So he says, I guess you'd have to go with the product because that's where the money's at. And I think that was not good advice because at the time, I didn't align with my core. My core was that I really deeply cared about people, uh, my clients, these people that came to us. I knew that they had they had families to feed, they had businesses to run, and I wanted to help them succeed. It really was really heartfelt. And I wanted to give them insight and clarity in their business so they could do better. What was paying the bill were car dealers. I had several people that sold a lot of cars and they had big budgets. So I thought, well I could, you know, align with being passionate and clear and transparent and helping people, or I could align with car dealerships you and get I get the money. I guess get the money. So I did the thing that I thought the expert was telling me to do And we sat down and we did what we do here today. We had a whole branding session and we aligned, made the mistake of aligning with products. And the product was, well, let's attract more car dealers. And I really did not enjoy the experience. These were screaming ads, shouting. You just had poundage. You just dropped thousands of these ads on people's heads and you beat them over (laughs) until they finally succumbed to the pressure and bought a car. It really was miserable. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And, I can only imagine.
1: And I think we've all been there doing things we don't like. So here I was kind of in a wooden kind of way walking through life going, okay. And we created a really cool, clear, consistent, compelling brand, but it was aligned with the wrong thing. And that was I aligned with car dealerships and we called it octane marketing. And we were octane driven and we had all the right buzzwords and everything, but I would show up to work and just kind of stare up the window. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was crystal clear. I just didn't want to do it. You know?
2: <laughs> That's why we got rid of all the windows. So I know. look a out. New office. Of
1: We're actually uh, working out of a lower section of a building. So, yeah. yeah. It, we have one window. It's my bunker mentality. <laughs> I'm bunkered in. After going through that, at one point I woke up and I said, you know, if, if I end up going out of business, I don't care. I'm going to align with my passion. There's a scripture in the Bible about your gift will make room for you. And I think what happens is people look at it, you know, Steve Jobs is famous for not doing tons of research because he goes, well, people don't know they need it yet. I was told by my partner at the time, you cannot do this thing you want to do, helping people understand their brand and brand clarity because Tampa as a market is not big enough to support that kind of business. So in my infinite wisdom, I moved to Brevard, North Carolina and created my (laughs) international branding company. And I have had more business. And met with more success doing what I felt because I connected with a core passion. And to create that clarity, we looked for a metaphor. What creates insight? Well, light creates insight. So what are, you know, we could have called it, you know, bright, brighter day. (laughs) Maybe that's our local coffee shop. It's closed down. Yeah, so that, that wasn't a good one. Yeah. So, but we really look, what's a metaphor that would, would really instill that sense of it? And we looked for the wire in the bulb that you turn it on, you put some juice, some creative energy into it, you mm-hmm. heat it up and this metal produces light and it creates insight. And um, and that's the genesis of what started this thing for me. And uh, that created an alignment with clarity, an alignment with naming Not in alignment with taglines or logos or the naming company, not my business, but my ability to do what I do that produces the end benefit, which is clarity. Most clients don't just want a name. They want clarity and insight and vision into their business. So it's about, so think of it about focusing on the end benefit. Another way to look at it is what is the end benefit you provide, not the service you provide, and how can you brand around that benefit? So um, we're going to be talking about aligning with your purpose and aligning with your pivot point and, and tips that you can do that. But I think that Octane marketing story is a very telling one because I told my wife just before I moved to North Carolina, we made this move. I said, I feel as though my soul is dying. And if you're out there and you feel like your soul is dying, my guess is that you're probably not aligned with your core values because when you are, you're no longer working it's almost like your job becomes a mission. You get up every day and you're excited and it doesn't have to be religious. I mean, there's so much goodness in in us that if we find our passion and find it, whether it's landscaping or whatever, there's certain joys that we have in life. Um, And if we can anchor our identity in those things that bring us joy and continue to bring us joy, then your business can grow and you can find new extensions, brand extensions and upper opportunities they call this um, blue ocean. You know, you're building this business in a pond, but if you can anchor to something that's, that's more pivotal, you might find there's an opportunity in a whole new area that's much, much bigger than your current business. But your skill set in this little product-defined space that you're in would serve a much bigger purpose over here and bring you a lot. That's what's happened in my life is, you know, I'm working now on a national platform. We work nationally and internationally from here. Uh, and define all odds. So definitely want to align with your core purpose. And we're going to give you specific steps on how you can do that when we come back here on the other side of the break. But you're listening to Brilliant Branding. Make sure to visit us at tungstenbranding.com. We look forward to talking to you on the other side of the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health,
0: business, and more on demand 24-7. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote that's tungstenbranding.com tune in to the voice america variety channel on the voice america talk radio network voice america variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to brilliant branding to reach our show today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com now back to this week's program
1: All right, and now for the good stuff. We've gotten you sick, and now we're going to get you all better. Uh, We're talking about brand clarity and doing a brand audit, and we talked about the need to align yourself. Best practices, of course. You could do it a number of ways. People have successfully aligned with their product, but product is just short-sighted. It rises, it falls. It's got a certain shelf life, and when you become very product-defined, even when you're aligned and clear, you suffer that. So we're going to jump ahead and say what are best practices that is not only create clarity, but create clarity by aligning your company with your um, what we call your pivot point. If you go to tungstenbranding.com, And you go to, what is it, Liz? Resources? What do we call it? Insights?
2: Insights. Or we do have a search bar up top. You could just type in pivot point. Pivot
1: point. I've got an article. Or just type Tungsten Branding pivot point in the search. You'll bring up an article that I wrote. And it's really about how to drill down and find out what it is that you're all about. And this is that whole confusion piece of... People getting busy and adding layers and then adding divisions to their company and then not knowing what they're on task to do anymore. And Pivot Point is really saying, you know, look, if you sold your business today, here's a great question. What would you do with all that money besides just go to Fiji? Skip that. OK, you've been in Fiji. Now you're back. What would you do? You'll probably do something involving the same skill sets, the desires, the same feelings, the same emotions. You just reapply it in a different industry. We want to tap that. What is that thing that motivates you as an entrepreneur, you as a business owner, you as a founder, that gets you excited? And as you brand and align with that, then that can just remain timeless. Um, so you start with defining your, your pivot point, your core, your reason for being. Uh, the pivot point is this, the core set of skills and values around which everything you do revolves. And that's why we call it A pivot. And basketball. If you keep your foot in that one thing, that's why uh, Apple can say, "We'll make a phone. Now we'll make um, an a, an iPod. Now we'll do music. And now we'll, and it doesn't seem scattered and weird and broken. It feels like there's something they're they're keeping their foot in one place somewhere, and that is cool technology, industrial design, neat, sleek, good user interface. It's cool personal technology. Mm -hmm. Now, if they made some big black box and it had wires sticking out and all that, that would break that. So they know what their pivot. What is your pivot point? Is it innovation? Is it efficiency? Is it customer service extraordinaire? Find out what those things are. Prioritize them. Come up with that recipe. And that's your pivot point. That's that special thing. Another way to look at it is who or what are you when you're doing your best work for your best customer? really think about that. If you're doing your best, most satisfying work for your best customer, describe that experience. What's going on in that interaction? How are you feeling? What's going on? Why are they buying you? And another way to get it is to take your best customer to lunch. One, to just thank them. And two, to say, I really enjoy doing business with you and I appreciate your business and I, I, I feel it's the same. What is it about our company that you find that you enjoy the most? And you might hear something that that you didn't know you thought they were buying you because of price or this, but they might reveal something very different and that will give you insights into, into what your pivot point is. So when you have that, the question then becomes this, we're going to run you through a real short little list here of how to build that clarity. If that's your pivot point, then now take a look at your name. You know, if you create, um, well, and we'll take tongues in as an example, it's an easy one. If we, if our goal then is to say, it's really about creating insight and clarity. Not so much naming. Naming is one way to create clarity. So it's really the prioritization of what comes first and what comes second. And you'll see in our industry, if you were to do a search, dmoz.org, if you went into Google, you said naming companies, probably half of them have the word naming in them. You know, name stormers, name brainers, you know, (laughs) name this, name that, namely this, You know, So we differentiate in our own space, so ironic, because these are supposed to be companies that that name and create differentiation, but so many sound alike. We looked at it and said, naming is a means to an end, and the end, the benefit we want to create is insight and clarity so that people can go out and, and do what they do well. So does your name support that pivot point? I'm assuming that you have instantly gotten your pivot point. In reality, you probably need to sit with that. But when you understand what it is that you do, how does your name tie to that? Does it relate well to that? Does it highlight it? Does it support what it is that you do well? Does it allow you to language and have a conversation, you know, for us to say, well, if you create clarity, oh, tungsten, oh, the light bulb. Oh, I get it. Um, Does it invite more discussion that then turns to reiterate your core strength? And, And does it give you a marketing language or platform? And I love names. We love creating names where not only do we nail that pivot point, but either through the use of a metaphor or some words, we create something where now you can talk about it. So we talk about the aha moment with the light bulb, turning on the switch, um, brilliant, illuminated, bright, um, all these things that are related and become the language behind the brand. It's called the marketing lexicon. And good names do that. They give you a rich, a rich vocabulary. And all of those are cross supports. If you think about a roof, it's just two by fours. But if every bit of that languaging cross references, it's subtly touching the brain and going, oh, I get it. Yes, smart, bright, illuminated. I had someone, Liz, one time write out a check at the end of our project. They made it out to brilliant branding.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. And I, I was like, that?
1: yeah, like, oh, wow. I, Obviously it's working.
2: And you were like, well, I gotta use that name for something. <laughs> AK The Show.
1: The show. Brilliant branding. Yeah. That became our show. Brilliant yeah. branding. Yeah. So um yeah, does it provide that platform? Platforms are wonderful because if you can have a name that is also a platform, um, you know, we named this gal um Canary Insights because she helped warn people that the reimbursements for their medical equipment is in jeopardy because of a change in legislation. People can't keep up with all these rule changes. So she was the canary in the mine and it allowed her to dress different, to wear yellow, to talk about, you know, I will alert you, I will sound the alarm, mm-hmm. um, I'm a little birdie, I will whisper things. It just made it fun. You can get into little chotskys or swag that supports it. Swag. You know, I went, we went to the conference last week and I got, I got monkey socks from MailChimp.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, I was stoked. (laughs) I won't lie. I wore those for two straight days.
2: I know. I should have gotten myself a pair.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So your brand takes on a life. Um, Your employees get kind of revitalized. You know, everybody loves a story. Yes. They want to relate. Yeah. They want to relate. And compared to these inert, descriptive, literal, disconnected, outdated names, now you've got clarity. What are we on point to do? Uh, once you have the name in place, and you say, "Okay, I," you know, if that passes it, or maybe I should revisit that, and and look at creating something that's more aligned. It tells our story more accurately, ties to our pivot point, or yeah, I think our name can. Now look at your tagline. And sometimes people treat these taglines like like throwaways, and they'll say things that are well intentioned but meaningless. So I always love these taglines like. There's no job too big or small, you know, really no job. So if you're in construction, you're going to fix like a leaky faucet and then build a skyscraper in the same (laughs) week. I doubt it. Um, So we see a lot of this. No one beats our quality or our price. Well, if you've got high quality, you shouldn't be the lowest price. Um, So we look at things that support that name. Let's go back to the name again. We had a, a group came that came to us that said we help kids that are going into college prepare them i think their name was c prep and i think that the S-E-E stood for stanford educational endowment or something
2: oh i thought you meant c prep like the
1: letter c and i was like oh
2: so like short for college
1: college prep c prep again they were fraught with acronyms it was the exact thing we're talking about this entire show brand clarity they probably had that conversation Mm -hmm. no it's not c prep but it kind of is and it, no, it's not C for college, but ironically, yes, it is college.
2: Or is it prepping for the C? Yeah. My next big yeah, adventure. For, yeah. or we're going my out sailboat. To C.
1: So we used a descriptive hybrid solution where we they, were always going to be in the college business, but we wanted kind of an evocative word with it. So we came up with college spring. And a spring is like a triple entendre. It's a source, a source of funding, a source of money. But in this case, we used it as a spring, like a, like a coiled spring. Because these kids, as a metaphor, have potential inside of them. And we wanted to help them make the leap. So College Spring then came up with, we came up with the tagline, potential made possible. You're unleashing this stored energy, this inert energy that could go destructive. And we're putting it in a positive direction and we're enabling kids to move forward. College Spring, potential made possible. Park Place, another company we had, the ultimate garage space. And I love this other one, Spruce. It was a maintenance facility company that they did all your cleaning. And we call them the EverClean company. So uh, this is the supporting actor or actress that sits underneath your your headliner. So, and again, in clarity, they should align. You shouldn't hear a name that takes you one direction. And we've seen this recently, Liz. We we just had a client that kind of took off and we said them up for success and we're starting to see some messaging that's creating mixed metaphors.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: And so you've really <laughs> got to watch that you don't start off and then you stick something else in it and then it just becomes kind of a, a camel, which is a horse made by committee. <laughs> you want to make sure that you stay aligned with that. That takes us into the last two that we're going to talk about today. And that is you've got a great name. The name speaks to your pivot point. It really says this is what we're good at. Um, you have a tagline that just further clarifies. We talk about it in one of our shows is the rudder. You know, it says this is how we do what we do. You know, at Tungsten, we say we're wired for brilliance. So we're bright. But what does that do? Well, it wires us so that we can give you brilliant solutions. So it helps support it. So you've got your name. You've got your tagline. You know what your pivot point is. You know, we're our pivot point is we create environments where people thrive. That's what we're really about through Clarity and transparency. We want to see our customers go. Go, dog, go. Love to see that unleashed. And then, the, uh, so one, two, three, we've got the pivot point. We've got your name. You've got your tagline. The fourth and fifth one is your brand visuals. So this is another place where we see there's a break point. There's the names there, the tagline. That's all. And then all of a sudden, that maybe we don't do the website design. Someone runs with it, and there's, what, stock photos? right. Clip art.
2: Right. Or sometimes even, you know, you have bad visuals, but also you just have visuals that look good, but
1: just they're not, do related. not
2: correspond with right. the messaging that you have.
1: Right. Right. Or they're just, or, they're, or they're, the, the quality is scattered. Right. It's not consistent. One is be, a beautiful yeah. photo. One's yeah. not. One's a, right. now there's a nature, random nature shot just because it's pretty. And so mm-hmm. really you've got to adhere to what, what is it that we're about? What is our brand story? And then how do we reinforce that? On every touch point, yes. both in our name, in our tagline, in our visuals, and last but not least, in your brand voice. What are the things you say about your brand? So that you're not just the brand and name only, but also in the way that you communicate. We talked earlier about lexicon. We have a funny one in that we just took on um, an assignment this past year, Mount Washmore, which is our car wash, Express Car Wash client. Well, we didn't just leave it with Mount Washmore. We gave them a little tagline which was, it's a total rush. And it is 135 foot tunnel, sprays, foams, it is a rush, but it's very tongue in cheek. It's very kind of deadpan humor. And we say things, all kinds of things that um, kind of speak to Mount Washmore. Friends don't let friends drive dirty. It's a total rush. We give you the presidential treatment. On comments where people write in and say, you know, "I, I, I got a great wash, we say, Thank you so much for your comment. We love providing rock solid service or hashtag rock on or foreheads are better than one. We have sometimes our little cartoons where Abe Lincoln is saying something about, honestly, George, I just want to give these people a great watch. So it's very campy, but we use that throughout everything we do. So take a look at that and think, what is your brand voice? It can be fun. It can be irreverent. It can be serious. It can be informative, but it needs to be consistent. So this is a brand audit. We look through it today. You can align with your product or you can align with your purpose. We suggest your purpose. And with your purpose, you always wanna drill down to your, your core, core, core values. Build out from there your name, your tagline, your visuals, and your brand voice. If you do all these things, you'll have a clear, compelling, concise brand that will really shine. So hopefully you found this of value today. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and we look forward to bringing you more brilliant ideas in our episode next week. Have a great week.
0: Thank you for listening to Brilliant Branding. Please join host Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemstra for another edition of the program next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, stay brilliant.